Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program of information on the ever-changing world of accessibility. Now here are the hosts of this program, Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. Hello, I'm Nancy. And I'm Pete. Do you have an idea for a business that you've wanted to pursue? Are you interested in learning how to develop business plans and perhaps compete for cash prizes to get that business off the ground? Well, you might be interested in the Hadley Institute's Foresight Center for Entrepreneurship and their new venture competition. We'll speak with Colleen Wunderlich from the Hadley Institute, who runs the program, along with last year's winner, Lisa Smith, about the program and how it impacted her company, Forage Candles. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Lisa Smith. I would say that I was my biggest obstacle. If I hadn't have um, had these pity parties, you know, I, I would have been much quicker to find alternative ways of doing things. And I, I think that's the biggest thing. It's, I don't think there's anything that someone with an visual impairment can't do. It's just finding how to. And yeah, you're going to fail. You know, you might fail 50 times at trying to figure it out, but it eventually clicks. And we will hear much more about this later in the show and how she was able to overcome so many obstacles, including the self-imposed ones she mentioned. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by Ira, an app that remotely connects people who are blind or have low vision to trained agents for access to visual information. Details are available at 1-800-835-1934. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 Let's start by meeting Colleen and Lisa. Today, we have two people with us. Colleen, can you start by introducing yourself? I'm Colleen Wunderlich. I'm the Chief Strategic Partnerships Officer for Hadley, and I also am Director of the Forsyth Center for Employment and Entrepreneurship. I've been with Hadley now for about six years, and I've been running the New Venture Competition for four years in a row now. I primarily oversee and administer the FCE and all its education programs and the competition, and I'm also responsible for partnerships that Hadley creates with outside entities that make our mission stronger. Now, Hadley offers programs for people with visual impairments. Do you yourself have a visual impairment? Yes, I'm blind since birth. I have light perception, so I, I read Braille and, and use speech. And Lisa, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Lisa Smith. I'm a former uh, high school and middle school science teacher, um, taught for 20 years. I started gradually losing my sight uh, because of rheumatoid arthritis complications. And I knew it was, you know, I didn't have enough time to transition to blindness successfully while teaching. So I left teaching and uh, found myself needing to do something. And when I, when I learned about Hadley and started taking classes, I took just about every class they offered. But when I got into the business um, classwork, I, I knew that it was time to set new goals for myself and, and start a new life instead of uh, just uh, brooding over the past and over the losses. It was time to step forward. Cool. And how much residual sight do you have at this point? 
at this point, I'm legally blind. I have no vision in one eye, and my vision, it, it varies. I have good days and bad days, but it averages at about 2,200 in the other eye. And what kind of assistive devices do you use? I kind of do Braille on a kindergarten level because I made up my own um, system to just kind of do things quickly around the house. But I've, I've been taking Braille through Hadley, um, and I also took some locally um, through my local department of uh, visually impaired, and that helps me a lot. And, and, and with my business, I I'm, I'm, uh, own a candle company. And so I use just about everything you would use in a kitchen. In fact, my business started in my kitchen. So all of the kitchen gadgets um, are invaluable to me. And of course I use, you know, a screen reader. Um, sometimes, sometimes I can get it magnified enough that I can make out things, um, lots of little things. Well, great. And we'll be talking more about your business in just a bit. Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Underwriting pairs the impact of targeted marketing with the integrity of community goodwill. Learn more by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is the Hadley Institute's Forsyth Center for Entrepreneurship's new venture competition as viewed from the perspective of both its organizer and one of its winners. So Colleen, you talked about the new venture competition and Lisa was one of the recent winners of that competition. But for our listeners who don't know what that is, can you give us an overview? Yeah, so Hadley's Forsyth Center is was brought about to help people start their own business, people who are blind and their families. We have a lot of family businesses. And when I took over the program, we had a business planning curriculum and supporting courses, but we didn't have any sort of way for people to bring their idea forward and actually put it into action. So I had always dreamed about doing a competition since I started six years ago at Hadley. And uh, that's because when I went to business school at University of Chicago, I used to see the competitions take place with, with all my classmates who were starting businesses. And I saw that the startup funds that they received really helped them launch their business. And I thought, well, if we're going to really be a, a real business program, we have to have a competition. And how did you manage to get this competition started? I was at Hadley for maybe, oh, about a year and a half. And I said to Chuck Young, who was our president at the time, said, you know, I really want to do a business competition. And the problem is we need to get money to be able to do it. So Chuck and I flew to San Francisco and we interviewed with Bernie Newcomb, who is the founder of E-Trade. Bernie is an entrepreneur who's blind. And I told him my idea. I said, I want to have a competition, and but I don't know if it's going to work. He said, do it. I'm happy to fund it. So he funded the competition for three years in a row. How does the competition work? What are some of the mechanics? What we do is, as you know, we offer a series of business plan courses. So we ask students who are interested to complete the courses and turn in a business plan. We have a panel of three judges who are lifelong entrepreneurs, and they judge the plans and pick what they think is the most viable new venture out of all the people who apply to the competition. 
How many applicants do you typically get in a year? We get anywhere from about 10 to 15 applicants every year. And as I understand it, one of the requirements in applying for the NVC award is that they have to have taken some of your business training programs? Yes. So far, that's what we've required. And so it's pretty much a traditional, straightforward business plan at this point that we ask people to turn in. And we're very specific in what we are looking for so that the plans are uniform and we can judge them accordingly. Well, and presumably they're better thought out because people have been working on creating their business plans through an organized process in the course of taking one of your classes. Exactly. I have had people tell me that even if they haven't won, they said, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to apply and writing the plan has really helped me focus my efforts and it's made me look at my business in a way that I've never looked at it before. And most people, even if they don't win, they continue to build their business and start their business. And as you mentioned, that must be a great exercise for people running a business, even just to develop the plans, make sure it's organized and focused. But I assume there are other advantages to winning the competition. Yes, I would say the biggest advantage is we give away $30,000 in prize money. Uh, last year, we had one winner, and that is Lisa Smith of Forage Candles, who I know we'll be speaking to here. Uh, but we have, in previous years, divided the award because we had excellent plans and our judges wanted to award more than one plan. But this past year, we had many good plans, but there was definitely a clear winner, and that was Lisa. So Lisa, can you describe the process that you went through where you had an idea for a company, you were taking the business classes, you applied for the program? How did that all work out in your situation? I guess I had what would be a hobby micro business. I had already started in my kitchen. Um, we were doing like farmer's markets, um, but it was really just more of a hobby. Um, I hadn't really thought seriously about it. And before I even knew about the competition, I started taking the Hadley courses, the business, Forsyth Business Center, I think is what it is. And going through those courses made me start to think, you know, this could really be a, a business. And I would say maybe two classes in, I had heard about the competition and I thought, wow, you know, not, I can actually put all the work into this. And Colleen is so right, without sitting down and doing the business plan and doing a marketing plan and, and having all those details, even if I had never won, I couldn't have ever had a business without that. There's no way. It, it helped me to look at things clearly, to make really good decisions, um, to get focused. I really had no focus before. The courses, they're a prize in themselves. So you were just literally melting wax in your kitchen, making these candles and going to local fairs and stuff before starting this business formally. Absolutely. Yes, it was me in my kitchen. And how big of a business has it grown into in the year since you won the prize? It has grown so much that it's shocked me. 
We use the money mostly to invest in our infrastructure. We converted um, a building on the property into a warehouse because we had no storage. We converted the upstairs of our house into a studio. And now we sell candles globally. We have wholesalers in, I mean, uh, gosh, I think 15, 20 different countries. We now have four employees. It's a real business now. <laughs> it's it's totally different than melting wax on the kitchen burners. <laughs> when you say we, who else is part of we? Well, I always include my family, even though my husband has a full-time job, but without him, none of this would. I always say that he started this. He gave me $50 one day and told me to go, go buy um I think I was playing with uh, making soap at the time. And he said, here, take this and see what you can do. And and I look at back to that and I think that $50 turned into so it just snowballed. And so without him, you know, there would be no business. I have a son who is, he'll be turning 16 this year, who is also legally blind. And he works every day in the company. He probably knows how to run the company as well as I do. Um, so when I say we, plus, you know, our employees, you know, our family to us. So I never look at it as just me because I, I would never be able to do it without them. And I also include, you know, one thing that I think um, within the competition, the most important thing that I gained from it was the mentoring. Being able to meet other business people who have run success, you know, the people who are judges are a huge vault of information. And without that, I couldn't have uh, turned it into a business. Getting their feedback, having them, you know, say, this is a great idea, that's not so great. Um, They're a wealth of information themselves. Have you continued to get advice from them since winning the competition? Or was that just part of the competition process? I still email a few of them regularly. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. It is. Yeah, having that kind of feedback and advice can be so important. I mean, you you don't develop these things in a vacuum, right? There are lots of people with lots of experience who have had successes and failures, know what to avoid, what to do, and that could be very helpful learning from them. It was absolutely helpful. I think that was the biggest prize was getting to meet them and learn from them and just knowing them and their mentorship is the greatest part of this whole contest. So tell us a little bit about your company and the products they sell, the diversity of products and how people obtain those products. Our biggest method of selling is our website. It's forage, F-O-R-A-G-E, candle.com. We make candles out of local Um, plants. I taught chemistry and biology. So we actually go out and wild harvest botanical materials, plants, roots from our local area, the mountains here. Um, We have permits from the North Carolina and Tennessee Department of Forestries. We take those and uh, run them through what my husband loves to say, looks like a giant moonshine still. (laughs) And then we compound those botanicals. Um, Sometimes we'll add organic essential oils if there's a specific you know, effect or scent note that we're trying to get. So even even our uh, scents are, you know, 100% from nature. We then take those scents and we make two different types of candles. We make um, a soy candle and we make a lotion candle. 
that instead of being made with wax, it is made with organic plant oils, um, things like shea butter, rosehip oil, just all these wonderful things that are full of antioxidants and phytonutrients. And so this candle can be burned and the melt pool um, can be used as lotion, as a all natural moisturizer. And, and on another plus side, because it's made with these high quality oils, it burns three times longer than a traditional wax candle. Oh, so that's interesting. I was wondering what was special about these candles. So many people sell candles. You see them, you know, in all the shopping malls and little kiosks, but these sound really special. You had to find some niche market and some different way of selling these. Absolutely. And I, I, I guess it's what I knew best. So it's what uh, I used. And, and I found so many people tell me, you know, a, a great thing about using nature is there's, you know, a lot of people have allergies or they have sensitivities and they found that they can't really use scented items in their home. And so that's really been a lot of our market has been been people who've had bad experiences with the synthetics and uh, natural fragrances don't tend to have those effects. We just recently, um, I would say within the last six months, started um, making some uh, fragrances, um, perfumes, and that came 100% from customers asking us, you know, can you turn this into a scent I can wear um, other than the lotion? Can, is there something? So some of it evolved even through our, our customer input. So you said this started as a hobby. Where did you initially get the idea for getting into this hobby? As a science teacher, I, you know, had done things with my class. I taught middle and high school. Um, and I always tried to do real life things, not just abstract. You know, I, I like to watch kids, you know, just get in there and get their hands dirty playing with science. And so we had made soap in classes. We distilled aromatherapy oils. I think it was just a giant mix of all the labs that I had done with students that were the most fun. And so I started playing with it. And, and my husband, like I said, was the one that said, you know, this could be a business. So you made it sound like you had this hobby, you went to business school, which was certainly a fair amount of work, and then you won this competition. It makes it sound like it was just an easy road to get from where you were to where you are now. And I'm wondering, there must have been some obstacles or setbacks during the way. What obstacles did you have to overcome? I think I was my biggest obstacle. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, maybe it's because I was losing my sight gradually. I spent a lot of time just wanting to quit or feeling sorry for myself or, you know, I would get frustrated because I would feel like I was, wouldn't be taken seriously. Or I remember I'd lost my sight enough that I had to transition from still being able to see a little bit of pouring wax into completely pouring candles by hand. You know, I just, I would cry and I'd say, I can't do this. I'm quitting. And my husband would say, no, you've come this far, keep going. And I would say that I was my biggest obstacle. If I hadn't have um, had these pity parties, you know, I, I would have been much quicker to find alternative ways of doing things. And I, I think that's the biggest thing. It's, I don't think there's anything that someone with an visual impairment can't do. It's just finding how to, and yeah, you're going to fail. You know, you might fail 50 times at trying to figure it out, but it eventually clicks. But I can't even begin to tell you how many failures there were. I mean, 
one time I, I, I think I even started a small fire in the kitchen one time. It wasn't all easy peasy. There were a lot of missteps and mishaps and, but most of them were, you know, based on me, not, I guess it would have been so much easier to just stay in my little cocoon of self-doubt and fear. And I was my biggest obstacle. It also sounds like you had a very good support network when you came to faith challenges. Oh my gosh. That is the truth. I I have the best family and friends and mentors and, and and some of them, I feel like they loved me enough to tell me when it was time to stop feeling sorry for myself or loved me enough to say, get back up again. You can do this. Figure out a way. There's got to be a way. You know, that's a big thing. I often credit my parents for a lot of my success in terms of just telling me, even as a young kid, when I was blind, you got to do this yourself, find a way of working it out. And it's very easy to coddle people and say, I'll do this for you, or okay, you can't do that. I feel sorry for you. But I think it's a lot better for the person involved if they get that kind of encouragement to keep pushing forward. It's really ironic because my son, as I said, he is um, legally blind and he's adopted. So, you know, he came into our lives when he was 18 months old and I was fully sighted um, for most of his life. And I would tell him all these things, you know, and I, and I would have to really, really advocate for him to stop teachers from making things easy for him or feeling sorry. They were killing him with all this feel sorry and always oh, got it. So hard. and I would always tell them, if you do that, you're handicapping him more than his visual impairment will ever. So, Colleen, do you have any comments about um, Lisa's participation in the program and her winning the competition? Well, as I said earlier, she was a clear winner when the judges reviewed the plans. And I look at the plans before they go to the judges to make sure that they comply with the rules that we set out. And I remember reading her plan and I thought, God, what a unique concept, skincare quality ingredients in the candle and wild botanicals and just everything was so well thought out. Her packaging, her website, her design elements, and her business plan was just so well put together and really followed a great business framework. I'm really proud of her. I'm proud of what she's accomplished and she and other entrepreneurs that have come before her are what's made the FCE a success. We at Hadley can offer classes, we can offer competition opportunities, but if people don't enroll in those courses and if people don't apply to the competition and take a risk, we really don't have an FCE. It's our entrepreneurs who make the program what it is just by being successful and just by doing what they do. Based on Lisa's experience, it sounds like these courses can be quite effective in helping to guide people through structuring plans for their businesses. That's the intent. What I'm really proud of about our program is we don't tell people they can't do it. We don't say no to people that have an idea and a dream to make it possible. We give them the opportunities to figure it out and to pursue it. So that's what is so special to me as a blind person about the program is we give people the decision-making power. We keep it in their hands. We give them the tools to make the decision for themselves 
whether or not to pursue their venture. So as a final question, Lisa, it sounds like you certainly went through a lot of hard work and effort, failures, successes, and overcoming challenges, but there's also a certain amount of fortuitousness involved in starting a business and making it be successful. And I'm wondering if you had any comments on, you know, how much of your success is due to hard work and how much due to luck and the help of others? I would say all of those played a factor, but the one thing I found that helped the most was every time I didn't know something, I would go find somebody who did know how to do it and just ask them. So I think it's a big mix of hard work and, you know, serendipity and then digging in and finding, you know, if I didn't know, how, I mean, I was a school teacher, I knew nothing about business. So I would find the people that knew. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about the Hadley Institute and its many programs, how to learn more about forage candles, and how to contact either Colleen Wunderlich or Lisa Smith. So Colleen, I was wondering if you could give us some information about how people can find out more about the Hadley Institute and the new venture competition. Where would you send people? So the website for Hadley is hadley.edu. You can call us at 847-446-8111. And the new venture competition website is hadley.edu slash NVC for new venture competition. And we typically run the competition this time every year. It looks like it will happen. My hope is in April, we'll put the announcement out with the deadline in June and the awards in September. That's the plan that we're trying to follow every year. Is there an email address? My email address is colleen at hadley.edu. That's colleen, C-O-L-L-E-E-N, at hadley.edu. And uh, you could also call Hadley and ask for me. I'm the only Colleen. And I'm happy to answer any questions you have about the FCE, the program, um, any business ideas that you have that you want to get started and what might be a good plan for you. And of course, I'm the person who runs the contest. So I'm happy to be a resource for you in any way that I can. And does Hadley have a social media presence? Yes, we do. We are on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. And how about you, Lisa? If people wanted to contact you, would that be possible? Absolutely. Um, the best way to reach me is through our email, theteam at foragecandle.com, or visit foragecandle.com. It's F-O-R-A-G-E candle.com. And we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Instagram is Forge Candle Co., and the rest is Forge Candle. And as usual, all of that contact information can be found in the show notes associated with this episode at www.eyesonsuccess.net. That's it for show number 1940. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about HaptImage, a new way to explore images. HaptImage is a system that provides blind individuals with multisensory feedback so they can explore images independently and in real time. We'll speak with the inventors and founders, Shruti Suresh and Ting Zhang, both graduate students in engineering at Purdue University, about this novel technology, the motivation behind it, and how it works. 
And finally, we have some exciting news from Ira. The Ira app that instantly connects you to professional agents to simplify daily tasks is now free to use for calls five minutes or less for anyone with an Ira account. Learn more at ira.io slash free. Ira is a supporter of Eyes on Success. If you have any questions regarding something you've heard about on the show, or you'd like to share an idea for a future show, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. Browse the full archive of programs, find instructions for subscribing to the podcasts, and much more at www.eyesonsuccess.net. You can also find us on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at Eyes on Success or Twitter at underscore Eyes on Success. We hope you will join us again next week for more information and updates on products for accessible living. Thanks for listening to Eyes on Success and have a nice day.